Moving my head? Yeah. I'm laying it off? Love that too. I'm pronating? When you're not supinating. I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing feels like an unfolding lawn chair. I look like a fool. What the hell do you think you look like shooting them chili peppers up Lee Jansen's ass? Well, we're waiting. What's up, golf fans, and welcome back to another episode of Fairways and Dreams. I am Jeff Harvin, and it is time for another two-man scramble podcast where I bring in a guest, and this time, Backswing Banter, or also known as Greg Stone, joins me. He's an Acorn Hills guy. We know, if you've listened to my podcast, you've heard about Acorn Hills. He's wearing the hat. What's up, Greg? How's it going? That's good, man. Thanks for having me, man. I haven't been on a podcast in forever, and then you approached me about getting on yours, and I was like, let's do it. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) First, I guess I should ask, how did you find Acorn Hills? Um, so Nate kind of found me through the Instagram space. Um, yeah. As you know, I've, I've only been doing the social media thing with the golf for August 2023. Yeah. So it kind of just popped up. You kind of try and kind of get my pulse on what brands are out there, what what are accessible anyways. Yeah. And uh, Nate ended up reaching out and then we just started talking back and forth. Really love the mission statement, love the, the idea, the business, and everything. So, yeah, like, flourished from there, if you will. Yeah, he's been a guest on the show. He's a great guy, and he's a young entrepreneur. I always appreciate that. Now, Greg, I I said before we hit the record button tonight that I'm really excited for this because uh, your background is unique. I want to give you an opportunity to just explain who you are, where you live, something a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get started. So go ahead and do that now. Sure, sure. Well, my name's Greg. You know that already. I'm 33, uh, married with four kids, so life's pretty busy, as you know. Kid life is crazy life. Uh, live in San Diego, so I've got kind of golf mecca in my backyard, if you will. Um, and yeah, as you said, I've been I've been golfing uh, February 2023, so just about a year now, and been it's it's a crazy journey. So my background, as you can literally see, my background is all of the music stuff I've got behind me. Drummer by trade, multi instrumentalist because it's fun to tinker um, for about 23 years now. So all that That's combined, awesome. lots of hobbies. Golf entered the space, and uh, here we are. <laughs> So that's what I'm excited about. I mean, I am also a musical guy. I grew up singing, learned, taught myself how to play the guitar just out of college, and I yeah. dabble with it. It's fun. I just like to play. I taught my oldest daughter how to play, but still, it's golf. And a reason I'm excited is the fact that I have always wondered because I grew up playing the game. My dad and I, my dad taught my brother and I how to play. My brother's three years older than me. I've always wanted to talk to someone who attempts to play the game at an older age. Now you are starting in February of 2023. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your experience trying <laughs> this game, which can be absolutely enraging. <laughs> I mean, for someone that's played their whole life, they may you, there's times where you want to quit the game. What's it like as a 33 year old trying to learn the game of golf? Uh, you can't sum it up in a few words. It's really kind of a long story. As you know, it's like the, what kicked it off was wife and I had kind of a day off together before we had to go get the kids from school, hit up the driving range, been there a bunch as a kid, kind of never thought nothing of it. And, uh, just kind of took, picked up a five iron from the the rental there and hit a couple over the fence. And I was like, this is kind of cool. I can dig this and horrible swing, horrible forum. I'm talking like it's, it's atrocious. I even filmed it. Cause I was like, let's just see where this goes. And uh, yeah, it's, it's gruesome to look back on, but that from there basically started. Uh, I played it 
a very, very long, difficult course for my first time because I didn't know any better. Uh, it's a course called Red Hawk here in Temecula, California. So started there, 7,000 yards, like just Holy hacking cow. away. I know. I know. <laughs> the guy I went with has been golfing for his entire life, like since he was a, a young kid and yeah. didn't bother to tell me that this course is definitely not for beginners, especially <laughs> one that's never golfed before. So that was interesting. And honestly, they have this signature hole. It's kind of an island green. And uh, I researched everything I could and hit a couple, a lot of bad shots leading up to that hole. And then I kind of stuck one about two feet out. So that's it. Game over. <laughs> I was... Hooked. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, the next yeah. week I went out and Craigslist bought some clubs with a Titleist bag and a whole bunch of crazy stuff. And it's been it's been crazy ever since, honestly. That's it's I, again, obsessed with a lot of things in my life. And that's like how I roll. But golf itself is just a whole nother ball game. It's crazy. So let me ask you this. You said you had gone to the driving range earlier in life. But what was it about this experience that at 33, when you're hitting golf balls and maybe it's the distance that you're able to hit the ball that made you say, I want to start this now, and that you didn't start earlier? I will say, I love everybody that plays golf now. I'm a very much more respect for everyone in the game, but I was the guy who was like, what are these nerds doing on a golf course? <laughs> Four hours, five, six hours, they're just whacking a ball into a tiny hole. Like I was literally that guy, and I laugh because I can probably hear my wife snickering outside the door right now because I always told her, well, I've got all these crazy hobbies, but at least I don't play golf. So yeah. <laughs> it ended up being, you know, it's, it's crazy. So I think honestly what it was, man, it's like, I made some good contact. It was a decent shot and it was kind of like, Oh, I could repeat this. It was just kind of a, a gentle curiosity. Really. It wasn't anything about the range in particular that made me want to go play a bunch of golf, but I think it was that interest starting there and then kind of segueing into playing a full round where I was like, Oh, now I get it. This is awesome. Like I'm terrible. And this is fun. Yeah. Now you said you hit that shot to two feet and that's the shot that's going to get hooked. It's just like every time if you go to the range, you, you flush that driver and you're like, my God, if I could just do that every time I could be pretty darn good. So what about the ebbs and flows of the game for you as an adult? Because I know when I was mm. beginning as a kid, so I'm talking about nine, 10, 11, 12 year old, I would get furious. I'm slamming my club into the ground. I would hope that if I was learning the game as an adult, as a 40 year old male, now I would be a little bit more patient, but probably not. What's it like for you in the frustration level of learning this game and having those moments of clarity yet also in this constant state of cloudiness? <laughs> I mean, that's a word for it, right? Um, honestly, like it's it's pretty eye opening, to be frank, like it's it's been I don't know how to say it. like it's lots of frustration, but mm -hmm. I think being more mature before you start doing something, this in endless endeavor, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I know like if it all goes to hell in a handbasket, at least I've played some golf in between and it was fun. Whereas like, I think I just kind of went into it with no expectations, knowing I'm not a natural athlete. I'm not very good at sporting like things. I mean, I got, <laughs> I wrecked my knee at a trampoline park, just jumping on the trampoline and had four surgeries. It was, it's crazy. Oh so gosh. yeah. So I'm not a natural athlete by any means. So I think just the, the pursuit of something difficult kind of humbled me right away where I was like, wow, this is actually a lot harder than I thought it was. And again, yes, as you're saying, the, the anger comes, right? The frustration yeah. comes with you hit bad shots, you hit good shots, but they weren't the shots you wanted to hit. And then then comes all the minutiae of how to you now dig into like, oh, lessons. And I this is what I'm actually doing wrong and how to fix it. And that endless pursuit of perfection, if you will. Um, it's been yeah, it's been interesting, honestly. Again, I think what helped me a lot just kind of get through the first six, eight months were 
I'm very bad at this. I know I'm bad. So if you go out there with expectation, you just have fun. You're playing with good people. Uh, I think that tempered a lot of the the potential for like all the crazy outbursts you see on Zyre Golf and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> so you did? Did you take lessons? Did you actually go and get some lessons or no? Not yet. So up until this point, I have taken I've taken one group lesson with uh, my guy Jason Hong. He's a PGA professional uh, at a range near me. Um, it, it was a just a quick kind of stance, uh, five or six people just kind of approach um, to the tee shots. We weren't really yeah. doing much, so not really didn't really dig into anything. So it was just kind of like, a, hey, we're doing a group lesson. Come hang. So I was like, well, that's the first start. Let's try there. <laughs> and uh, did it work? Did, it, did you see any improvement? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was more of a, that was fun. What did I really get out of it? Not, not a whole ton, but it was cool getting to hang out with my yeah. my then new golf club friends and everything else. So yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, I, I've only taken one lesson, not counting like my lessons that my dad has taught me. Uh, and it did nothing for me either. Like the guy was telling me stuff I already knew. And I'm like, what am I doing? What, what if I'm wasting my time? Like I could just be hitting balls on the range. Anyways, I have found that the Instagram golf community has been really cool. Mm-hmm. And very, really uh, welcoming. Yeah. My question for you, though, is what's it like out there as a beginner, as an adult, in terms of the real life community? Because they cannot always be welcoming. If you're a kid learning the game, typically they're like, oh, they're just learning, you know. But as an adult, that can be a different story. Had any experience? Yay or nay on that? I'm I'm so far. It, well, OK, so if you're just out there playing. I am so far fairly neutral with the experience on that because the most people that I've played with and there's some stuff where, you know, I just try and be very conscientious of etiquette because I know it's a big yeah. thing for a lot of the golfers that have been doing it for a long time. So it hasn't been too much of an issue. However, stating the Instagram community and everything, when you're putting a tripod down and you're just <laughs> waiting for the green to clear in front of you and they see what you're, it's, it becomes a, a bit of an issue pretty quickly. So I think that's been a, a big learning experience as well. But then again, they're like, Hey, they're, pretty interested in what you're doing like what are you doing what do you what do you do it was like oh i'm just filming for instagram youtube whatever and then the then you shank a tee shot then they start laughing at you then all is forgiven i guess and then you go on in your merry way (laughs) that is something that i have not had the the wherewithal to do on a course is to plan a tripod Uh, if my golf i golf with my kids a lot so they will film me so hey stand behind me film the shot and then we'll move on and it doesn't take that long and you don't have the whole setup I don't know. Maybe it's the purest in me. Maybe it's the etiquette thing. I'm not sure. But let's talk about the etiquette because that is, as a new golfer and me with my five children, teaching them the etiquette is the most challenging part. The swing is Mm -hmm. actually not that difficult. It's all the little nuances of don't do that. Don't do that. No, you can do that. Just don't do that. No, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, don't do that. How was that picking up on all the etiquette and the little tiny, the tiny things and nuances of, Oh my gosh, your shadows in my line. Like that's my dad's biggest pet peeve on the golf course. So yeah. how did how's that been for you as a beginner? Honestly, not bad. Like I think a lot of the etiquette before you get to the green is pretty no nonsense. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's pretty j- easy stuff to remember, but it's the intricacies that when you're on a green, you know what I mean? Like I I can't tell you. I apologize to everybody I've done it to, but probably a dozen times I've stepped on your line. <laughs> Again, I've been in your shadow. I'm just like on the, in your view site of like where you're trying to putt. I'm just like moving around like. It, it was a, a big learning curve as far as how to act on the green. So I ended up learning just to stay out of people's way. I'm like, unless I'm making my putt, I'll just be off on the sidelines doing something else. But yeah. it's, uh, but yeah, the, that was a big learning curve though. Cause I, I definitely got a few people that were very open about their opinions <laughs> on how I was behaving around the green. So it was good learning experience. <laughs> it is a learning experience. And uh, like I said, my dad taught me at a young age, 
you're standing in my line, you're in my line, your shadow's in my line, just get out of the way. And so I just always get out of the way to this day. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about that. We bring up family, the family aspect. You have four kids. I don't know how old they are, but you, are you going to get them involved in golf early? Are you going to let them choose on their own? What's your stance on that? So we kind of, in the generic sense, we don't really force them to do anything they don't want to do. We urge right. them to try things. Uh, being as that I've got plenty of hobbies before golf showed up, um you can kind of see who's interested who's not and so i've kind of learned to pick up on their cues of when i should start introducing the more serious stuff about it the so my oldest he's 12 he can you know take it or leave it he likes yeah i think he likes being on the course we were at a desert course um playing a little like event a couple weeks ago and so they had fun coming around the course my daughter's eight she's kind of like she wants to try it. So she's been to the range with me a few times and she wants to go putting and do these chipping things. So I got, got the Craigslist clubs just in case anybody wants to. Um, and then my second oldest or third oldest, rather, uh, Oliver, he's six going on seven this year. Um, gosh, they get, they get old too quick. They do. Uh, <laughs> he interested, but not enough to push the envelope about it. He's just kind of like in the background. If he ends up at a golf course, he'll hit some golf balls. But if he's, yeah. I'm going to go, do you want to go with me? Eh, not really. But my three-year-old um, absolutely adores it. Like we have a, he rips out the putting mat, puts it in the kitchen while we're making dinner. He's got his little like mallet Dunlop putter that I got him. And he's like, go get golf balls. And he's like, cool. He's like, I made the shot. And have you, you've heard of putt out, right? The little tool. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he likes to set that up and try and make it in the hole where it sticks in the little divot and everything else. So That's he's, awesome. he loves it to death. So I think it's very evident that he's going to want to have to, come with me and see where it goes. So it's, it's, it's different yeah. for each kid, but yeah, you try <laughs> your, your approach is the right one. And, and I didn't, I didn't force my kids into it all that they, they all do it because I do it. And so, right. uh, that, well, there, I have one son and four daughters. So mm -hmm. my oldest is the son. And so he obviously picked up on the game early yeah. and he was playing and he would go with me and we, we would walk nine and he'd have a little push cart. And then my other daughter started getting old enough. And then so I taught them a little bit how to swing. And then they liked it enough to go to golf camp a couple of years. And now, I mean, this last golf season in the fall, I took all five of them on the course. I mean, I swear it was like hurting cats <laughs> while trying to golf. And my dad has the, had the balls to say, how did you play? How did I play? I'm shocked. I finished the nine holes with my sanity. Oh, and yeah. I, I, I shot a 39, but still, I mean, <laughs> We did all right. <laughs> I was okay. Yeah, my dad's like, well, that's pretty good with all five kids. It's like, yeah, it was. But it's it's a great thing. And that's what I could I could tell any parent out there is that it's not it's not just golf. It's just doing yeah. anything with your kids, right. whether it's musically, learning how to play the guitar, the drums, whatever. It's it's the fact that my kids want to go out and go golfing with me. How could I ever turn that down? Like th yeah. that's something like that they'll have for the rest of their lives. Like I have the memories with my dad still to this day when he comes over and we go golfing. It's phenomenal. So it's great to hear that you're getting your kids involved in the game of golf. What yeah. is, uh, so you said you're a last question before we go to rapid fire. You said you're a 23, 24 handicap. Do you have a goal? So I've been shooting. So again, for a year, I was told that like you break a hundred, it's a miracle. I was like, well, we'll see how that goes. So I broke a hundred seven times in my first year. Awesome. So I thought that was pretty cool. And so I've kind of sunk down to, as it indicates, like the, the mid to low nineties. So my goal is if I can shoot mid eighties by end of next year, I'd be sitting pretty for the second year of golf. This first real year, serious year. So my mid eighties, probably my, my stretch goal here. <laughs> that would be incredible. Like, and when you think about that, like you've only golfed for, you haven't even golfed for a calendar year yet. 
Yeah. And if you go from, I I've known people that have golfed for way longer than a calendar year and, and they struggle to break a hundred yeah. and you've already done it seven times. You want to be in mid eighties. You get into the mid eighties territory, go look up the average golfer score and you mm. will find that you'll be in the top third of scoring because most golfers suck really bad. And so, I <laughs> yeah. mean, the mid eighties for some golfers, I mean, yeah, like if I shoot in the mid eighties, I'm not really proud of my score. I'm looking to be in like the upper seventies or mid seventies, whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, there's golfers that they would kill to be in the mid eighties. And you see mm -hmm. them out there on the course every single day. Like in my country club, I'm like, Oh my gosh, how would you not just quit the game? Like you, in, in the words, I don't know. Do you let, do you know golf movies? Yeah, sure. So like in tin cup, when they talk about the avalanche of strokes, like that's yes. exactly what I think. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. That's, 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 it's honestly, sometimes that's exactly what it is, right? Like one yeah. leads into two leads into four leads into seven. You're like, how do I get 36 over? You're like, ah, it's like one of those rounds. You're just like, I can't believe myself. It's ridiculous. Just but, throw the card away. Just throw the card away. Move yeah. on with your life and just get ready for the next round. On to the next one. Well, I found yeah. out actually when I just joined SCGA club, uh, happy hour golf, love those guys, um, that technically par threes don't count towards your handicap. So I was like, oh, it's like a full on free practice round every time I yeah. go out then because I can't add it to my score, my handicap. Right. So I'm like, oh, cool. So I've got a few par three courses around me that I've put around on and actually do some work. And then when I go out to the bigger courses, I can add. So it's a, uh, it's been interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Now with the USGA allowing nine hole scores, which a lot of oh, the purists were pissed about that because my <laughs> gosh, golf is an 18 hole endeavor. You can't just play nine and count it as a score. That shouldn't count. Right. Nonetheless, I did. They're, they're starting to come around. I like the, what they're doing. So uh, Greg, I doubt you've listened to one of my podcasts. I'm not offended. Don't worry. But we do this segment every time I have a guest on called the rapid fire segment where I ask you random questions. Okay. You can take your time a little bit. If you want to answer them as quick as possible, we have plenty of time. Don't feel like you're rushed. You ready? Sure. Yep. All right. First question that I always ask everyone is if you had a choice, you want to ride or walk. What, what are you doing? Last year would have been ride this year. It's walk. Really? just mm -hmm. changing uh the environment you just like to walk or trying to get some exercise in i know and i know the my knee starts hurting if i'm riding a lot getting in and out of the cart it's interesting really mm -hmm. oh okay so uh you talked about the craigslist clubs that you got to get you started but what's in the bag now well that's actually about to change so currently okay. uh i have a set of burner two o's which I hear right. were the game improvement irons of the century when they came out or whatever it was. Um, won't reveal it just yet, but I do have a new set of clubs on the way that will arrive Monday. Um, got the fitting experience done, took that data, did some more testing of my own and landed on a set of clubs that I'm really enjoying the testing from. So I'm hoping they'll translate on the course. Yeah. Tease a brand or anything. Uh, well, it is Japanese. Okay. There's a couple, but uh, well, you know, all right, well, fine. It's Mizuno. Oh, all right. Yeah. And they said they make some beautiful golf clubs. The, like really, all the Japanese clubs are the amazing. The of those clubs are just phenomenal. Just phenomenal. They shine. They shine. All right. I'm looking forward to seeing what you get. All right. So uh, what's the most nervous you've ever been on a golf course? As a beginner, this is an interesting question. Most nervous? Maybe I you haven't it, been. I don't know. That's an interesting question because I feel like you, the nerves don't come in sense of like a specific situation, just wanting to play well. And I think that's where the I've learned to just kind of calm myself down. So I can't I can't really point to a specific incident where I was like, this is nerve wracking. Like it's it's just because I love getting out there, seeing all the courses I can possibly see. So, yeah, nothing really particular, just kind of the jitters of trying to do well. And that first tee shot <laughs> every time. It always brings back memories of when I was in high school. Uh, all the golfers would be standing around watching you tee off. And it was mm -hmm. 
that was pressure. Now, have you dabbled in tournament golf at all, even if it's just like a four man scramble? So technically speaking, the the golf club I'm in, we do like uh like bi monthly tournaments or like okay. by whatever every other month or whatever it is. So uh technically I've played in some tournaments. I did play in a tournament in the desert, I was just telling you. Um yeah. so I have technically speaking done a couple tournaments now. Um it's it's nothing that would be like, you know, some crate like ATT Pro Am or something crazy. But yeah. it's uh I had to keep a score, I turned the score in, I got points, I got awards, I did whatever, Ooh. and uh it was an interesting experience all the times I've done it. So I bet. All right. Next question. The biggest, what's your biggest pet peeve in the game of golf? It can be anything. Negativity. Just general negativity. Mm -hmm. from I, my energy gets thrown off very quickly and I'm a pretty bright and bubbly dude when I'm playing golf. Cause why wouldn't you be? It's awesome. But yeah. the, the minute I see a club slam, the minute I see someone yell the F word, we all want to do it, but none of us actually do it. Usually um, it, it throws me out of whack for a minute and I, I can't stand it. Cause the as the saying goes right the worst day on the course is still better than the best day in the office and i take that to heart because i ha i work in an office and i would much rather be on the course so yeah negativity in general i think so that's a good one that's a unique uh that's a, the first time i've ever heard that answer that's good what's your favorite golf ball to use if you had to hand pick whichever one what's your favorite golf ball well it changed well so far i've had to experiment quite a bit because i find which one works for me the uh -huh. one that i feel like i performed best with so far was the max fly tour s mm. So I think they just, it was a, they redid the shell configuration like last year and I'd heard Max Fly. I was like, hey, you know, it's okay. I've been playing the Vice Tour Pro or the Vice Pro Plus um, for a bit now. And then I didn't want to spend the cheddar on the Pro Vs just yet because I'm losing them yeah. too often. But the off the face and everything feel right now, I think they're the Max Fly Tour S for sure. Cool. Very good. What's your lowest score ever? 93. 93. All right. If you weren't golfing, what sport would you be playing? Ooh. Um, at the moment, tennis. No, to not pickleball, tennis. No, I can't. <laughs> Sorry, I can't do it. It's like a miniature tennis. I'd much rather just have a tennis ball and not a wooden paddle thing with a. I, I can't do it. I appreciate the guys that do do it. It's a shorter tennis court and definitely has its own challenges. But the family and I, we love just getting out on the court and playing actual tennis with a tennis ball. As a former physical education teacher for 16 years, I used to describe it as really big ping pong. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it feels like to me i'm like i don't like ping pong so maybe that's why i don't like it all right next question if you had the opportunity like baseball does when a player's at bat they play a song the walk-up song uh, the first tee you get to choose a walk-up song what song are you choosing as a musician i should have thought about this <laughs> so i don't know i can't really tell but it was in the background but uh i'm a big metalhead so okay. hard rock metal i've been for a long time the I've been listening to a band called Spirit Box lately. Um, they're based out of Chicago or somewhere. Um, there's a song called Jaded that gets me really pumped up. There's specifically like the second chorus of that song. Play that as I'm walking up the tee box and it's game on. We're, we're hitting it go. 300. <laughs> awesome. Now you are obviously new to golf, but you know the rules of golf, at least the basic rules of golf. What do you think is the worst rule in the game? Like the, the rule that you've learned about and you're like, this is just the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> um club length gimmies uh, <laughs> i don't know if it's do, official rule do or don't i i don't like it i oh, i so like you like to hole out all uh, every putt you got as much out. as i can yeah like it's because i was told if you do that you're not really going to see where you're at because it's the finer moments that show you where you're progressing and where you're failing so i think someone told me a long time ago it's like yeah just 
do your best to do every shot you can. And if it's too many, then fix it on the next one. So that's an interesting one. I don't know if that's an official rule, obviously, because pros don't take gimmies, but it's a, it's a thing that I've definitely looked at. <laughs> well, in, in, in match play, that's the time you can do gimmies. And uh, yes, that's interesting. That's, that's interesting. I, you know, a lot of people are real generous with the, uh, the gimmies and some people are really, really tight. So that's oh, interesting. Yeah. all right. Good stuff. What is your favorite golfing event to watch? If you do watch golf, what's your favorite event? I mean, the Could token answer is the Masters, right? Right. Um, always good there. I'm actually going to the Farmers on Friday. That's nice. my first professional event. So I'll probably end up saying that one because I've never been to a professional PGA event yet. So I'm excited for that. So my, it's probably going to be the Farmers after I go watch mm -hmm. it because it's going to be really cool. But I remember watching, obviously, the Masters back on TV. My dad kind of dabbled back in the day and we'd put it on here and there. He thought the same thing. Golf's super boring. Why am I watching it? But it would come on ESPN or whatever. And so uh, I've seen the Masters a few times on the TV and it was just kind of, again, pretty uh, pretty interesting to watch. It's mesmerizing. It's mesmerizing. Yeah. What's, the, what's your favorite golf movie? I mean... Well, considering the memorabilia slash all of the golf apparel that's based around it, I'd be happy Gilmore. I've got ball markers. Yeah. I've got socks. I've got gloves from uh, Birdie Boss, I think. And all of it, I've got all of my marker locker for all the ball markers and stuff. So it's uh, probably happy Gilmore. <laughs> all right. Hey, that's awesome. Uh, well, any superstitions on the golf course? Anything that you do, whether it's a something that unique about a pre-shot routine, it's not just a pre-shot routine. It's kind of going beyond that, going across that line to superstition. So recently I started actually cleaning my clubs nice. while I'm playing. Very important. <laughs> it's so, actually very important. Right? Yeah. I figured and do the <laughs> I saw the the Grant Horvat and um what's his name? Uh Colin Morikawa, where he's cleaning his grooves, like you never do that. And he's like, never. He's like, What are you doing? Um refilling my groove it brush bottle with water, like fresh water. I don't know why, but I I didn't do it one time and I ended up shooting like a 106. And I was like, Never again. So fresh so I, water. Fresh water. And I have to triple check for towels now because, again, when you don't clean them, like I have something to rub. I've literally been on the course and had like wiped them on my pants because I'm like, I forgot a towel. This is ridiculous. So triple checking for towels. And I know it's going to be a bad day if I forget one. So, all right. Uh, what is your favorite course that you've ever played? All right. Let's see here. I'm trying to think. Um, honestly, It'd be the Firecliff course at Desert Willow Golf Resort in Palm Desert or Palm Springs. Okay. Um, I have yet to be to a course that is like that perfectly manicured. And I know in San Diego, we've got Torrey Pines and we've got all some really, 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 really nice ones. Uh, but I just haven't been there yet. So yeah. uh, the nicest one I've been to, the one I like the most to play, the way it looks, way it makes you feel, makes you feel a little regal, you know, looks mm -hmm. nice. It's manicured. It's good. It makes you feel good. Uh, we Firecliff over at Desert Willow. All right, now you're a music guy. I knew that coming into this. I wanted to ask, what's your favorite band? And then also, if there's a solo artist, what's your favorite solo artist of all time? Ooh, of all time? Oh, my gosh. That's the worst this question to ask a musician. This is this tough. Is, this, this is, is a good one. I know. Because um, the, the genre bending that I do is ridiculous. I'll go from crazy metal stuff to neo-soul to funk. Then we go all the way back to some hip-hop, and it's like all over the place. Um, for the full ensemble, the band... Probably gonna have to go OG band called Black Dahlia Murder. Okay. Um, it's a big metal band, and it kind of each of the members impacted my life in a different way. And I'm actually through my other podcast, the Gear Addict stuff I told you about. I was able to befriend the drummer over so many years and stayed friends and everything else. So made me want to play instruments all of the above. And so Black Dahlia Murder for them. 
um inspiring solo artist there's quite a few i remember maybe have you heard of alan stone Same my last name he's a just kind of a, a neo soul funk he's a long-haired redhead guy that is the most soulful voice you've ever heard and everything he touches is gold so alan stone's up up the top five of all time for sure there you go and that's a rapid fire segment man you did nice. a good job you aced the test let's go uh so Greg, you, you're obviously uh, a super busy guy and you're doing a lot of stuff on your Instagram and you're obviously with Acorn Hills. Uh, if you have anything that you wanted to plug, if you've obviously, you know, teased the fact that you're going to be debuting some new sticks here soon, that's fun. Yep. Plug social media handles, whatever you want to do. Now's your chance to do it. Sure. Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, so it's just, everything's just backswing banter. Um, uh, I believe on Instagram it's backswing dot banter because the guy that has it, Dever uses it and I couldn't get it. Um, YouTube is Backswing Banner. I'm going to be making kind of a push there because, as you can tell, I kind of talk a lot. So longer form content is where I want to be. Um, and then same thing, TikTok, Backswing Banner. Just kind of hitting all the socials equally at the moment. Um, as far as anything else, I mean, obviously, Acorn Hills. Have big love for Nate. Appreciate that. Club Doctor Golf for cleaning your clubs. I got all that link in bio, discount codes and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, we're just having a good time over at Backswing Banner. That's what we do. Man, I do appreciate it, and it's been a lot of fun. I enjoy the the tournament this weekend. Hopefully, you get to see some good golf. Hopefully, the weather oh, yeah. cooperates. It's San Diego. It's always going to cooperate. <laughs> so, uh, Greg, thank you very much for joining me. For all those golf fans out there, make sure you check me out next week on another Fairways and Dreams. Take it easy. Thanks, everybody.